Summit Spartans football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. You're listening live to the Summit Spartans broadcast for the second season on 101.7 FM and FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Just click the link, 101.7, you can get us. I'm Mike Epley alongside color commentator. He's back, Matt Rogers. We are just as excited to deliver it as you are to receive it. Weather here in Williamson County, 55 degrees. Some wind, a little rain in the forecast on Halloween Eve Eve. The 5A state champions, 9-0 Summit Spartans, will try to close out the perfect season tonight while facing the 1-8 Franklin Admirals. The storylines are simple. One, can Summit stay undefeated? Two, since it's Halloween weekend, the return of Alex Melton, but unfortunately wearing a Franklin jersey, who is the former defensive coordinator for Summit. And three will be the region standings, which would be the most important, and that's where I'm going to go focus in on now. Summit, 4-0, and leads the region. Ravenwood, 3-1. and Ravenwood will be the second seed, winning tonight. Brentwood is tied for third, 2-2, two and two, with Independence, 2-2. Two and two. Centennial, 1-3, and three, and Franklin at the bottom, 0-4. and four. So those are the standings. This is the last week of the regular season, as I mentioned, and we break it down these storylines with the man himself, Matt Rogers. So to stay undefeated tonight, to keep all the momentum going into the playoffs, Summit needs to do what? Yeah, Summit just needs to uh, stay healthy and run their game plan. I mean, pound for pound, you know, this is kind of like uh, uh, a Mike Tyson fighting uh, Glass Joe in the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it it just it is what it is. When it comes to coaching, you know, for for Melton, he's a phenomenal coach. It's his first year. uh, Didn't inherit much in terms of players, but he's a phenomenal coach, and this is going to prove a lot of him moving forward. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two to where he would have to stop these waves. Now, does he have the personnel to do that? Probably not. But I think early on, we're going to see Melton and this defense do some cool things. But uh, to answer your question, at the end of the day, uh, someone needs to come out here injury-free. And, uh, you know, this is one of those games that uh, could be a running clock by the second half. Offensively, as we mentioned, Coleman loves to run the football. We've mentioned throughout the season the key losses that Caleb Jollies, the Jacqueline Cottons, the Zach Switzers, the Jesse Brimmeyers, Trey Hunter, the Wells, Wirtz, uh, on those guys. But people are here to replace those guys, and they've done really well throughout the season. Team captains this year, always want to mention, voted by the players, Cooper Cook, Brady Pierce, Destin Wade, and Keaton Wade. So last week, let's talk a little offense. Passing, Destin Wade went 6 of 7 for 141 yards. Two touchdowns. King had three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Brady Pierce 
two receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Rushing, 26 attempts for Shelbyville, or I'm sorry, for Summit, 232 yards. Wade had 101 of it with one touchdown. Jenkins led the way for two carries for 40 yards. So Melton, as you mentioned, Matt, is going to be, uh, he's going to have himself a, t- a tough task tonight. And you will see Coach Melton's defense very similar to Summit's in a 3-4. They'll walk a man up to the line and be a four-man front. They'll slant to the strong side. But ultimately, we'll have to stop Destin Wade. But who knows him better than Coach Melton? Yeah, nobody knows him better than Melton. And, and I would say, you know, out of all the teams that Summit has faced this year, I would actually say defensively, the Franklin probably has the biggest advantage in terms of game plan. I mean, Melton... He met the Wades when they were freshmen, when they were in eighth grade. So he's been coming up with defensive schemes to stop them for the past four years. So, like I said, early on, I think Melton's going to do some cool stuff to where, you know, the, the Franklin crowd will be fired up and the summer crowd might be, oh, man, you know, we, you know, we really miss this guy. So I think a couple cool things will happen early on. But at the end of the day, I mean, I've been doing this now with you going on two years with Summit. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I've never seen in my 23-year career of high High school, college, and pro football. I've never seen two players like the Wade brothers completely take over a game in my life. I mean, we've seen in the past to where nine guys are stacked in the box and Coleman calls a quarterback draw, probably like the craziest play you call, and, and Wade breaks 17 tackles and turns into a 99-yard rushing touchdown. You know what I mean? So for, from that standpoint, there's nothing Melton or do. There's nothing Bill Belichick can do if he was on the sideline coach this team when it comes to those Wade bros. But again, early on, I think we're going to see some cool stuff from Melton to to really spark something for the Franklin Admirals and kind of get this crowd going tonight. Their student section is fired up. The defense for Summit played well against Shelbyville. Only 207 total yards, one passing TD on the first drive, only 11 first downs, two turnovers, both interceptions thrown. It was a blowout. It was a running clock. So right now Franklin is a younger, smaller team. It's good. it's going to be tough to figure out what they're going to do, even talking with Coach Coleman. He doesn't know. He thinks they're going to try a lot of counters and what's called a tackle over tackle. So you might see a guard in the tight end, and then you might see a guard tackle tackle to right. a power side just to try to trick them up and literally bleed the clock all night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's one thing. For me, the biggest surprise for the Summit Spartans, in my opinion, is your, has been the defense. I mean, losing Melton was a huge loss to the staff at Summit. I mean, I'd go to the practices and Melton was always the most energetic you know spark plug on the field and got those kids going so with him being gone I thought it was going to be a tremendous loss and then I saw the defensive summit actually in a lot of senses playing better than they did last year I mean like you mentioned earlier on we had huge losses with Canada words huge losses with Jolly but now I mean Brady Pierce looks like Ronnie Lott did back in the you know in the 80s the way he comes across the field and just lights people up the the matchup I'm super excited about tonight is going to be Keaton Wade on the offensive lineman number 74 Fisher Anderson he's the Stanford Cardinal commit and he's just a stud he was you know he was highly sought after last year's junior he's a captain of the team this year stands at you know six foot 12 and about 300 pounds i mean this kid's a stud in every sense of the word we'll take a commercial break and we'll be back with the uh, kickoff on 101.7 
Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in 101.7 FM, Front Porch RadioTN.com. The captains are meeting in midfield. Summit will be white jerseys, orange pants, and the white helmet. For Franklin, all maroon tonight. Maroon helmet, maroon jersey, and maroon pants with the white letters. Inside the numbers, Summit 9-0 with wins against Henry County, Spring Hill, Brentwood, Blackman, Centennial, Beach, Ravenwood, Independence, Shelbyville. Franklin, 1-8. Losses to Riverdale, Page, Ravenwood, Stewart's Creek, Independence, Centennial, Brentwood, and Nolansville. Their lone win, McGavick, 28-7. Here's the number, Matt. 45.1 points per game. Summit, only 10.3 for Franklin. And defensively, Summit gives up 14.6 and Franklin, 30. 3.4. Yeah, that's... Those uh, are the facts. And, and, you know, and just, you know, combine, I, I just got to say, combine it with the fact that, you know, we've been in stadiums all across Middle Tennessee, and I'm saying this lowly because we're in their box, but there's just no energy in this stadium at all. I mean, it, it, it looks like we're attending a funeral right now, and we're, we're on, of course, Franklin's side. It's that noise that people are hearing in the background. That's the Summit student section across the field. Like, this is the quietest home state I've ever been in. And again, I'm whispering because we're on their side and we have people around us, but I mean, even the way I'm talking right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the tone of the stadium. And you have heard us before when it is just hopping and the people are roaring and rip-roaring, but tonight, that is not the tone, Epley. It is very quiet. Here there we go. <laughs> so tie your cleats, adjust your shoulder pads, button your chin strap. Look up to heaven and acknowledge what has and hasn't happened. Get the final orders and hit the gridiron. And that's how we're going to do it. That's how the cookie's going to crumble tonight, huh, I believe? That is. Amen. It's it's go time. If you're just tuning in, 7 o'clock, it's the kickoff on 101.7 or frontporchradiotn.com. Click on 101.7 and you can hear... The broadcast is we await. Uh, we will not get started at 7. The band's still on the field for Franklin. They're clearing the band. They're clearing the band. Reminds me of that one kickoff return 
Stanford Cal, I believe it was. Kid ran through, and the band was, and they had to clear the band. With the kid running up and down the side in the middle of the field, it was fantastic. I think that was John Elway. That was, huh? This team. Here we go. Brandon King will go back for Summit. Very fitting with the short pants, it being, you know, Hollow's Eve Eve. Summit in the orange pants, like you said a little bit earlier. I like that look for them. It's cool, hip, current look. And I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, just just judging by the sideline and, and the stands of this of this Franklin team, uh, Melton has his hands full in terms of recruiting and stuff for the future, getting getting people excited, getting kids excited about coming here. I mean, because whether you like it or not, we're in a day and age now where you got to start, you know, recruiting even at the public high school level at a young age. Well, and, let's and be honest about this yeah. before the kickoff. There's a lot of upset people because of what's happened with the name change in 2020. Oh, yeah. Last summer. Yep. Uh, so, with that being said, the Admirals will go. Salt Marsh will kick it. And it goes back. And actually, it's returned by John Dippel to the 22. A nice open field tackle. And that's where Destin Wade will come out. Destin Wade, the starting quarterback. Should be Dominic Hollis in the backfield with him. Across the line, from the left side, three-year starter Matt Mullen, one-year starter Jack Bauer, three-year starter Tyler Garber, three-year starter Cooper Cook, and we'll just call it a year and a half with Mason Richardson. Those, That's the line. Brady Pierce will be your one receiver, uh, your Z receiver. Tanner Shake will be the tight end. And Austin Harvey should line up to the outside, and he does, and Brandon King as well as Pierce will go in the backfield as the tailback. So we have a flag, and it is Brady Pierce coming out, and he's going to exert himself all the way down to the 45-yard line. That's a 22-yard game, but there's a flag on the play. Yeah, nice run by Brady Pierce right there. I'm assuming it's going to be a holding call because they're bringing it back, but that was the side judge um, that that ran that. But, you know, we're going to see that all night, and that's, you know, Brady coming in motion, getting at the handoff full speed, and that was a great run. So they're going to say it's an offsides penalty against Franklin. So that will count. So Pierce will go for 22 yards. Yep. And, you know, the, if if Franklin's going to make this a game early, they're going to have to secure that perimeter because you know how much that, uh, that, that Coleman tries to motion his guys and get his speed on the outside. Brian Coleman is the head coach, and he's the offensive coordinator. Alex Melton's the head coach and the defensive coordinator. Throwing to the outside, off the fingertips of uh, Pierce, incomplete second down. Yeah, Pierce was wide open right there in the flat, and Wade just overthrew him a little bit. Didn't get a chance to set his feet, and I'm not anticipating too much pressure tonight for Destin Wade, so if he's going to establish a run game tonight, it has to be early because, as you know, Coleman likes to go 90-10 in favor of run versus pass. So, again, if he's going to have any passing yards tonight, it's got to be early in this game. On the 45-yard line of Summit, Destin Wade will look around, and now Dominic Hollis is in the backfield. Four wide receivers off the left hash. Pierce will go in motion across, and he will get it. Pierce cuts it back inside. No one's touched him, and he's to the 40, down to the 37-yard line. Big run for Pierce. Yeah, it's the same play they ran on that first down, except they flopped it. This time, Pierce lined up in the slot on the left-hand side. Motion, and what Wade is doing at quarterback is he's reading that defensive end, and if that defensive end widens out, which that outside backer already starts out wide, then Wade's going to give that, or Wade's going to keep that and go up the gut. But on that time, he saw that lane for Pierce, and that's worked out. They're two for two on that play. 
On the 37 of Franklin, two wide receivers to the left. Pierce is one in the slot. Dominic Hollis will get it. Hollis wrapped up, had to break one tackle, and he would have been gone to pay dirt, but he gained five. Yeah, the sophomore right there on his first carry of the night didn't get touched until the second level, and you're going to anticipate that tonight, that a lot of tackles for Franklin are going to be by their linebackers and their safeties because this offensive line for Summit is the best in Middle Tennessee. Uh, They haven't seen, uh, I'd say they probably saw their toughest game against uh, maybe Blackman, but uh, tonight they should uh, they should have a, a, a pretty fun night in terms of being an offensive lineman wearing orange pants. Second and five, 10-24 left in the first quarter. Destin Wade in the pistol. Wade will hand it to Hollis. Hollis cuts right back up left. And he will springboard his way to the 24-yard line first down. Yeah, the thing that I liked about that play for Hollis was how he read those pulling blocks. That's just your basic counter to the right. You got the big left tackle, Mullen pulling for the upside backer. And then you got Bauer for the kick out. And what Hollis did was he gave himself a second for those blocks to kind of... uh, the, the, to kind of develop, and then he read that right up the middle and uh, got the first down game. Wade is going to look over two to the left. It would be Pierce and Harvey, and King will join them. So Wade's going to throw it. Wade to the left, pylon over the defense, and it's a TD, baby. Destin Wade for 24 yards finds Brady Pierce. Yeah, that time you had Ryan Schroeder off the right side, and he almost got a piece of Wade right there, but Wade got rid of that ball in time, and, you know, Pierce was wide open in that back left corner end zone, and, you know, like we said, if they're going to throw the ball tonight, it's going to be early on, and as you can see, Coleman and Wade probably had a discussion before the game, like, Coach, let me throw the ball. Let me, let, me, let me get some pass tonight because, you know, typically he'll rush for 300 and throw for like 50. But tonight you can tell he wants to throw the ball. Crane in for the extra point, and it is good. 7-0 to is the score. 9.43 in the first. We'll take a commercial break, and we'll be back here to Franklin. It's Summit Franklin on 101.7. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. Welcome back in as Summit comes back onto the field, leading 7-0 with 9.43 in the first quarter. Mike Epley, Matt Rogers, and back deep for the Admirals will be a freshman, Riley Jordan, back deep for the Admirals. Wow. So the kicker will be Travis Arrington for the Summit Spartans. So, Matt, if I could draw you up a quick drive Six plays, 77 yards, and no third downs. You didn't even uh, no, no attempts at third down. You'll take it. Yeah, and, uh, I, I was uh, surprised to see the, the balance offense on that one. Half run, half pass. So, uh, you know, we might, we might see uh, Destin Wade break the century mark in the air today, which we don't see too often. Jordan was tackled by Cooper Hall, and now the big lineman and his team will come out and should be at quarterback Cooper Brown, the junior. And he comes out. And so that's where Franklin would set up on the 27. 
We'll get the defensive starters for Summit shortly. As we do know, one injury still is Ryan Smith, so he will not be in the lineup. Shotgun formation for Brown. Four wide receivers, two to the right, two to the left. He's going to look left the entire way, flank it out to the back at Sparks. Sparks will pick up three yards to the 30. Let me get the starters. Braden Burbank will come in for Ryan Smith. In the middle is Johnny Salone. Maddox Reed on the other side. The two inside linebackers, Finley Jamison, Jacob Turner. Outside linebackers, Keaton Wade, Brady Hendricks. Corners, Noah Phelps, John Dippold. Safeties, Aiden Burden, Brady Pierce. Second down and a, we'll say a long seven for the Admirals. Sparks caught the first one, and he'll run the second one. Up the middle, a nice run in the hole. Whoa, big lick by Brady Pierce, two yards short, so it'll be third and two. Yeah, that's a nice rush right there. And, and for, for Franklin, and what has been my biggest gripe all year is, is, is if they can take long drives and keep the offense off the field as long as possible. Uh, I don't like when, when teams go no huddle against Summit. It just it puts them at a disadvantage. So it would be nice to see Melton in this offense really try to milk the clock as much as possible. Two wide receivers to the left. Shotgun will be for Brown. Brown it will hand it off, and the pursuit's there. Oh, and he broke a tackle from Aiden Bird. A nice play by Sparks, and we'll get the first down to the 39. Yeah, Sparks the senior right there. Three uh, three reps, three touches. He caught a pass on the first down and ran the last two. That's that's basically going to be their go-to all night. They need a big night out of Braden Sparks, and so far he's delivering. So at the 39 off the right hash, going away from the scoreboard, if you're familiar with the stadium. And it will be Brown looking over with still two to the left. The same setup. you got a tight end on the left as well. They're going to hand to Sparks. Sparks is chased by Keaton Wade. And Sparks is cut off. A gain of four. A nice tackle by Noah Phelps at the corner position. It'll be second and about five. Yeah, Sparks is a smooth runner, man. Very methodical when he runs. It's, you know, not a big speed burst or anything, but enough speed to really secure that perimeter. And I got to give credit to the offensive lineman. You know, we were talking about him earlier. That's big 7-4 Fisher Anderson, the Stanford Cardinal commit. Anytime he can get that reach block, a reach block and solidify the edge, it's going to be good for Franklin. And this might be a little bit surprising to people to see that right out the gate Franklin's able to move the ball on Summit defense we've seen this every single time for Summit giving up the first drive at Henry County Shelbyville all these teams maybe they could settle into this and gonna run it up to uh, needed five and got five and I'm gonna believe we get the number Ashton Orton on the carry yeah. First down. yeah, that looked very uh, summit-ish, that play. It was the counter play to the right. They got that left guard pulling and kicking. And then, of course, uh, big Fisher Anderson coming up through the middle to hit that linebacker. You get a body on a body. And if you can get those blocks on the counter play, nine times out of ten, you're going to get positive yards. And Franklin was able to do that there. 6.35 left in the first quarter. 49-yard line. Franklin with the ball. Going to throw it out to the wide side he gets the running back Ashton Orton and he got about two yards and a nice tackle at the bottom will be number 11 Finley Jamison yeah and what Orton was able to do there that we don't see too many people do is he was able to juke Keaton Wade a little bit so uh, Wade came in high for the tackle and uh, 
That time, Orton was able to shimmy shake it and, and turn a two-yard pass behind the line of scrimmage into a nice three-yard gain, and the uh, Franklin drive continues to roll on this one. 48-yard line, second down and seven. Trips to the left. Cooper Brown looks over the defense. We'll hand it off up the middle to Ashton Orton. Orton will run it down to the 44-yard line, so he gains four yards on that play. Yeah, and you could tell they're really going to utilize number four, Ashton Orton, the senior, and number three, Bryce Sparks, the senior, as kind of a one-two combo tonight. I got to tell you, man, I like what Franklin's doing so far. They're continuing to keep this ball move. They got enough urgency to get guys in and out, call the play quick and get to the line, but they don't seem rushed to get a playoff, which is super smart in terms of milking that clock like we talked about. Summit leads 7-0, to zero, scored on its first drive, Franklin trying to answer. Two wide receivers to the left and the tight end. They pull two people for the counter. Up the middle, and he squeezes. He needed three, and he got four. A great play by Sparks. Yeah, and that was just that uh, power to the left-hand side. Again, very summit-ish where you pull both guards to the left and just find a backer backer. You got everybody else down blocking to the right. You got those two guards pulling to the left. And so far, this Franklin offense is moving the ball on Summit's defense, which you got to make, you know, that's got to make Melton feel good because, you know, what what could put his stamp on tonight is be like, you know what? I was able to move the ball and put some points on your new D coordinator. Now, it might be a little early yet because they haven't scored, but so far, you know, three drives, three first downs. This is a good sign for Franklin and a good start. Well, it's a timeout. Coach Coleman had enough of it, so he called a quick timeout. We'll stay here for the, on the broadcast. Coach Coleman comes out screaming at the defense. So you have three first downs, methodically moving it down. Eight plays. Third and short, I would say Melton's going to take it. Third and a two and third and three. There's a manageable downs for Franklin. It's interesting when you think about because because uh, Melton would know his vulnerabilities on defense, and now he's kind of like flipped it, knowing the vulnerabilities on the summit defense, and it looks like so far he's able to move the ball pretty well. Yeah, and it could be filmed for someone else as well if you succeed four quarters. As they're going to hand it to Sparks. Sparks broke one tackle. Aiden Bird came up, gave, gained a one. Yeah, coming off that backside, Brady Hendricks was really crashing down on that run, and kudos to Sparks for able to make that into, even though it was a one-yard gain, I mean, it could have been a three-yard loss, and they're still able to move that ball upfield. You can tell. Franklin's taking their time, getting their plays in and out. They want to run that balance offense. And I would suspect right here we're going to see maybe some short, a sort of screen pass or short pass to that backer. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating a pass right here. Second down and nine on the 39. Summit leads 7-0. to zero. Franklin marching on their first drive. And they're going to hand it off. I was Cuts wrong. Cuts it back up inside and sparks will go out to about the 32-yard line, so about a yard short of the first down. Yeah, I was wrong. I thought I was going to see a pass there, but what they're doing is they're just running that read zone right up the middle, man, and he gave it to him. and look at there's holes. It's not as if, you know, the Franklin running back has to break a couple tackles. He's not getting tackled until the second and third level, which means this offensive line is doing a great job against the Summit defensive line because, again, he wouldn't touch there until the eight-yard line. Or until after the eight-yard game, sorry. Third and one on the 31. 
Summit four linebackers or four linemen brings up Keaton Wade. Keaton Wade gets yeah. it in the backfield. Needed one and a loss of two and a half on the play as they blitz Clayton off the uh, right side. Got Sparks. Yeah, and that's just just shows how good that future Kentucky Wildcat is. He knew that he wasn't going to get blocked there. They're running that ball away from him. He crashes down. Total backside tackle and just a great play by the future Kentucky Wildcat. Melton says, "Why not? Why not go for it?" Fourth and three. This is going to be tricky. Uh, the Admirals haven't thrown a pass vertically, so it's been all screen passes, literally at the line of scrimmage. What do you do here? Uh, fourth and three on the 33-yard line, and trying to get Summit to jump. Will they snap it? Melton says, let's take a timeout. We'll take one as well. We'll be back shortly, 243 first quarter, seven Summit Zero for Franklin. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aids, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Welcome back in 101.7 FrontPorchRadioTN.com Fourth down and three on the 33 Franklin going for it. Down seven. Pressure and back behind the receiver. Gage Wilson cannot get it. And the pressure caused by Finley Jamison. Turnover on downs. Yeah, unfortunately, Wilson was wide open right there. It was just a, the quarterback threw it a little bit behind him on that one. That's just a th- you know step and throw type play. That could have been a good opportunity for Franklin. Uh, it's, it's, it's mistakes like that which is the reason games like these get out of hand very quickly. Franklin had an opportunity to really make this a, a tight game early on, and um, they, they missed the mark right there, unfortunately, for them. Turnover on downs. Destin Wade comes back in at the 33 off the right hash. He's going to hand to Hollis. Hollis will squeeze his way down to the 38-yard line, so a nice run of five. Yep, that was just another basic counter to the right, and you're going to see Coleman do what he does. It's going to be the fly sweep, the fly stretch, the counter, the read zone, and he's just going to do it until they stop it, which so far this year, you know, in nine and a half games, we haven't seen anyone able to do that. Move the tight end shake out to the right. Summit up seven on their second possession. Did not have a third down attempt on the first drive. Man in motion will be King to the left. 
Wade's going to look to throw it. Wade's going to get it. He's open. Brady Pierce down the seam to the 29, and Brady Pierce signals first down, and he got it. Yeah, good pass pro right there, and it was created a nice pocket for Destin Wade to just take a couple steps up, let that play develop because Pierce came from the opposite side and then ran kind of like a, a deep post over, and anytime Brady Pierce gets in space, normally he's going to win that battle. He, he's got some speed. Close to 35-yard pickup for the Summit Spartans at the 28. Nice pass by Wade as flicked one down the field to Brady Pierce. Now Pierce will line up in the slot, and Harvey will be outside of him. Going to hand it off to Austin Gruder. Gruders will get back to the line of scrimmage on his first carry of the night. So here's my question. The interesting thing that I saw right there is that's the read zone. So when that outside backer widens out, Wade should keep that and go up the middle, but he still gave it to him, which is why three guys tackled him, which makes me think, and I don't know the answer to this, why hasn't Destin Wade ran the ball tonight? I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if, if Coleman's trying to keep Halloween. him healthy. It, Halloween, I don't know. But he's made that read for nine and a half games. That was the wrong read. He should have kept that ball and went right up the gut. I don't know why he did Let's give you a little secret to the audience. He doesn't want Wade... <laughs> Too much uh, Probably, on, right? on, the coach, on the coach's call Wednesday. I don't think he wants Wade uh, carrying it too much. I mean, there it he is again. to Hollis. Hollis gets back to the line of scrimmage. Nothing. Okay. First third down uh, attempt. Okay, that time, now I'm tripping out because that time the end pinched, which means he should have kept it and went to the outside, but he gave it up the middle. This is weird, Epley. I don't know. Like, now I'm starting to think, like, with the exception of an RPO or a broken pass play, are we not going to see Destin Wade run the ball tonight? <laughs> Do you know something I don't? You're twitching your eyebrows, and the viewers and the listeners at home don't know that. <laughs> third, and, third and ten. Wade's going to roll. Will Wade run? Well, Wade resets. Wade goes up the field. Here he goes. Destin Wade down the field. Breaks one, two, three. Four tackles and down to the eight. So, unless it's a broken pass play, will we see Destin Wade run tonight? And like we saw there, and like we said in the beginning, I mean, look at God bless you, but there's just not much you can do with that. It's like it's the cheat code, right? I mean, you have three or four guys, and what we've seen in the past, and what we'll see Melton do is he'll get guys in the right position. Like, you can put defensive schemes to stop this offense. This is not a complex offense to stop. But can you make the tackle when it's time? And that's something we haven't been able to see people do, and that's just, you know, the weight factor. That's going to be the end of the first quarter, and Summit will have it on the eight-yard line, maybe seven and a half when we come back on the second drive. Summit leads 7-0 on 101.7. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. 
Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. And welcome back. Second quarter, 101.7. Front Porch Radio, TN.com. Click on 101.7. Summit leads 7-0. Driving now on the 7.5. Maybe moved it up to at least the 7. After Wade's big run, first one of the night, 19 yards. And here we go. The hand to Pierce. And Pierce hurdles one guy and down to the one. So that's where it sets up. Yeah, that was interesting. That's a a set that we haven't seen too often. It's kind of like a bunch set with Hollis in the backfield. And then he motioned Pierce from like the H-back position to, you know, right behind Wade is kind of like that, you know, running back right behind him, and he just gave that quick handoff to Pierce, and Pierce was able to turn that from a, uh, you know, one-yard gain into a five-yard gain. So that, that was a cool different look we haven't seen too often. Yeah, they're going to mark him at the two-yard line. So Wade Hollis off the right hip, shotgun in the phone booth. Everyone in on this play. Hollis will get it. Hollis will score, and he will Kind of marched his way into the end zone. Now it's 13-0. 11-14 left in the second. Feed the baby. The sophomore running back. He's got some uh, speed, juke, burst, twist, all of it. And it was good to get a nice little hard-earned one-yard run right there for the sophomore. And, uh, I mean, I think the jury's out. Don't plan on Destin Wade carrying the ball too much tonight. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. It's tripping my guy out. (laughs) Boy, he's got one carry, and it was a broken pass play. So I'm going to go ahead and push all my chips in that we're not going to be seeing any quarterback draws tonight or quarterback counters or anything like that. Uh, You you might not see more than three rushing attempts by Destin Wade. That's my prediction now that I've analyzed the first two series. Well, you're going to have to analyze it now. We'll stay here if you're just tuning in. Start of the second quarter, 14-0. Summit scored on every possession. They average, you know, average over 40 points per game, so it's no secret uh, Wade and the offense could score. But now Melton's in a hole with averaging 10 points per game. Summit's already over that number for Franklin. I hate to say this. This might be do or die right here for Franklin early in this game. Yeah, do or I mean, look at I'm going to say this slowly because of where we're at. Do or die in terms of the running clock tonight, right? Uh, what 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 Franklin was able to do really well that first drive is to actually move the ball and drive. So Melvin, in this offense, they've proven on that first drive they can move the ball in this defense. I mean, if if they can eliminate those mistakes, miss throws, uh, you know, completing passes. They'll score, and they can make this a tight game. What what Summit doesn't want is a one-score football game going into halftime because uh, Franklin's going to get the ball, you know? So it's if Franklin can somehow get this between one worst-case two scores at half, they got a shot at making this a game in the second half, which 
would be a really big uh, morale booster for the school. Alex Johnson fair caught the kickoff from Arrington at the 26. Just to go back to Summit's drive, seven plays, 67 yards. Franklin's drive, Matt referred to on the first uh, series, 12 plays, and ended up close to the red zone. Yeah. So they were doing exactly what they wanted to do. Now we'll see with Cooper Brown still at quarterback on the 26. Going to hand to Sparks. Sparks is gathered at the line of scrimmage by... Brady Pierce, Hendricks, Turner, they were all on the play. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if uh, – I'm sure Summit's made some adjustments now to really kind of tighten up that run game. They're really – you know, Franklin's really going to lean hard on their left tackle, Fisher Anderson. And uh, he's – so far, if you watch him, he's doing a great job. I mean, he's he's literally clearing those defensive linemen back five, six yards, which is a reason why – so many of these Division One schools wanted him. He had that choice between Northwestern and Stanford, and he's choosing to get out of the cold weather and go to the West Coast. That's exactly right. I don't blame him. I think Stanford's a great choice. 10-29, first quarter. Or check that second quarter, first half. Flanks it out, screen pass. Sparks, nice open field tackle by Brady Pierce. Stopped it from a big play. Went for seven, could have been for 15. And it was smart. It was cool to see right there. I finally got to see the Wade on uh, Wade on Anderson matchup right there. Uh, and Anderson won that battle. He just kind of wheeled him to the outside, let him over-pursue, and allow that quarterback to step up and complete that swing pass for a nice gain of seven yards. And Franklin continues to prove they could move the ball, whether they convert right here. Uh, this is a big third down conversion for their offense. Third and three. On the 33, left hash mark, everybody else on the wide side. That's trips to the right, three receivers. And we'll be, have one running back and we'll hand. And nice play. It's going to be Finley Jamison stopping the running back. Sparks, he needed three and got two. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm assuming that Franklin's going to go for it. I would. At this point, there's no point in punting because, uh, look at if they need this first down right here. And I'm seeing more people go on the field than I want to. I do not like this call for many reasons. One, what's the difference between giving some at the ball at the 20-yard line or the 35-yard line? Secondly, how many opportunities are you going to have to keep the game this close? I would have went for it if I'm if I'm uh, Franklin. Back to receive. May try cadence to get Summit to jump. They don't. And it's all oh, blocked. Go. Keaton Wade blocked it. Keaton Wade blocked the kick. Returned it for the touchdown. Whoa. Unbelievable. Oh. I mean, that's not the first time we've seen Wade do that this year on special teams. Remember, he got player of the game against Brentwood because he was able to do just that. And look at if you're going to punt the ball and Keaton Wade is still staying on the field, you got to put at least three guys on him. It's just, it is what it is. And again, like I said before, it's fourth and one. What do you got to lose? And now instead of... You know, being down by two, knocking on the door, maybe, you know, making it a one-score game. Now you find yourself down by three, and this is usually when the wheels come off for the opponents for Summit. And Crane will be out for the extra point to make it 21-0. We'll see the kick is up, and it is good. 8.50 left until halftime, 21-zip the score. Summit leads Franklin. We'll be back. 
Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Coach Mike, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Arrington kicks it back to the Admirals, and it's fair caught again. Would be by Johnson, and close to the same starting position the Admirals had their last drive. So this will be the third drive for Franklin, trailing 21-0, 849. Left until halftime, and Matt, a big block by Keaton Wade on the punt return touchdown. Yeah, and again, that we, we saw him do that earlier on uh, in the year against uh, Brentwood. I believe it was the third or fourth game of the year, and uh, he was able to do that again. A nice block, scoop, score. That's uh, If there was high school fantasy football, you definitely want Keaton Wade on, on your defense because uh, he's putting up points. He's he's just a stud, man. It's, it's really fun to watch him play. Hands it off. And nothing. Brady Pierce grabs the jersey along with Maddox Reed. Ball carrier will be Sparks, maybe two yards. Yeah, and so you've seen so far, Franklin's going to continue to do what they do, and it's, you know, for the most part, it's been working. They're able to get three and four yards on on these plays and you know to your point Epley we have not seen them throw the ball vertically they have a few pass plays they're short little outs quick swing passes but uh, we haven't seen anything uh, thrown upfield I wonder if we're going to see that at some point I will tell you this when you keep winning a nice broken tackle is Dominic Carlos and Keaton Wade breaks basically a saving tackle from Sparks he's out at the 31 yeah, that's uh, obviously their best run of the night. And Bryce Sparks, man, like I said before, he's a smooth runner. You know what I mean? Like, it's not real jukey. It's not real quick. It's just he lets the play develop, and it's really fun to watch him uh, watch him run. It's very smart runner, smooth runner, and that was just a great job up front. Again, they continue to run behind that left tackle. They're putting a lot on Fisher Anderson's shoulders, and as he's proven, he's the guy to get it done because, I mean, there's not too many guys that are going to beat big number 74 up front. Yeah, I was about to say is every seat's taken from the Summit Faithful. So kudos to them and the student section is ruckus. But a big game for Sparks. That's the biggest one of the night. And another timeout by Franklin early in the second quarter. So right now it's 8.03, 21 is the score. Yeah, and we heard you know some of the eruption from the, uh, the, the Franklin side. And, and I don't blame them. That was that could have gone either way. It, it could have been a late tackle out of bounds. So like right as he was going out of bounds, Wade kind of took him down. So uh, one of those times, kind of like a judgment call to the referee. And at that time, they uh, 
they chose to go in Summit's favor, but uh, could have gone either way. Um, but the other thing I'm surprised is I'm, I'm really surprised to see how well Franklin's running the ball tonight. I mean, we haven't seen too many teams have a lot of, you know, tremendous success running the ball. We've seen a couple teams nickel and dime them early, but, you know, with the exception of a drop pass by Franklin, a blocked punt, maybe then they arguably should have went for it on fourth down, Summit's not really stopping Franklin's offense right now. You know, I, I'm sure that Melton and these offensive coaches are saying, look, guys, we're shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, we're, we're making this a bigger game than it, than it has to be in terms of, you know, us getting stopped on offense. So, even though it's 21-0, like, the offense still's got some juice. They still got a bullet. They could move the ball on this defense so far. And here we go. The Admirals to the 31 of Summit, trailing by three touchdowns. And now you have five men on the line for Summit. And that's going to work because Keaton Wade comes over, fumble, the ball's on the ground. Is the ball carrier down? The official says he was. So they're going to rule Orton's down because he put his hand in the air. Yeah, and we know that uh, Mama Melton's probably out there listening right now, right? Wasn't she our uh, one of so. our fans last year? We think so. Mama Melton, if you're out there listening, we still love you. Send help for your baby boy because it is 21-0. But they are moving the ball, so you never know what can happen here. And look, man, if they got seven and a half minutes left, if they can juice this and score a touchdown and somehow, someway come, come away with a stop, they get the ball back at halftime, they can still make it a one-score game. But at first... They got a score right here. Four wide receivers going to hand it up the middle, and that will be Orton. Orton will gain about seven yards to the 24. Yeah, another tackle by Wade. And, again, here's another point. Wade's making most of these tackles, and Wade's making most of these tackles either on the second level or from the backside. So make no mistake, the offensive line, the guys up front, they're doing their job for Franklin, and, and this is why Keaton Wade is such a key player because even when they're getting beat on that first level, Wade is always there for the rescue because a lot of times he's coming from the slot area. I mean, he's lined up at outside backer, but he's also in coverage too. Trips to the right. Orton will run up. Jamison. Oh, my God. And they took it away from him. Keaton Wade took it away oh from him. Oh, my God. And here goes Keaton. Keaton keeps going. Keaton's going to hand it off to his – Buddy, and actually, who walks across the touchdown is Aiden Bird. That was a positive run play, and Keaton Wade, again, we saw this before, he ripped the ball out of the running back's hands and just took it and ran and returned it another 70 yards, and right before he crosses the end zone, he says, hey, I'm going to give it to one of my buddies and let them get their name in lights for them to have a touchdown. Who did he hand the ball to? Aiden Bird. So, Aiden Bird crossed the goal line with for the touchdown. So Aiden Bird will get credited for the touch, the defensive touchdown, and that's just, I mean, that's just a cool move, man. Like, that just shows that he wants other guys to get their name in lights, but I mean, what a freaking play. Just ripping the ball out of their hands. That's something that you dream of as a, as a player. Bad snap. Pierce is going to try to pick it up. Pierce somehow runs left, runs back to the right pylon. The two-point conversion is good. That's going to take us to a commercial. 29 zip. 629 left to halftime. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. 
You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Welcome back in. 629 left until halftime. 29 to 0 is the score. Two defensive touchdowns for Summit. The last one, Keaton Wade just took the ball from Orton and ran about 70 yards. His buddy's behind him. Let's call it a convoy, but he decides to hand to Aiden Bird. Aiden Bird crosses the goal line for the touchdown. Uh, This is after... He just blocked the punt on the previous possession. So the kickoff from Arrington will go to the 34 and a flag on the play. Yeah, I think it might be a late hit on Summit right there. We'll see, uh, we'll see how this one shakes out. And they're going to call personal foul on Summit. Never mind. Take that back. It's on Franklin. He signaled Summit, and now he goes back to Franklin. So 29 to 0. And, you know, as we continue to do these games, and I'm going to fill a little bit of time with this, I don't know if I should be amazed or not with Keaton Wade and what he, what he does. He, I've seen him rip the ball out at Brentwood. Well, it's, it, it's, 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 I don't know, it's unbelievable. Well, it's, it's such a valid point is because, you know, me growing up, I watched, you know, on the West Coast, I, I watched a lot of Lakers basketball, right? Mm-hmm. So when you would see triple doubles and these games that these guys would have, you were in amazement. Well, then a player by the name of LeBron James comes along and, and he does it pretty much multiple times a week and it becomes so common that you're not in awe anymore that, you know, a player threw up, you know, LeBron scored 30 points and had, you know, 14 rebounds and 10 assists. You're like, oh, that's just another game for LeBron. And then you look at Keaton Wade, and it's like, oh, he had, you know, two strip fumbles. He ripped the ball out of a guy's hand. He blocked a punt. You're like, oh, yeah, that's what Keaton Wade does. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> so they start at the 20. Uh, Brown completes a pass to Flynn for six yards, second down and four for Franklin down 29-0. Watch out. And Keaton Wade, no one touched him. He tattoos the quarterback, throws it out high. Oh, that's a late flag. Hendricks hits the receiver, and I'm not sure what the call is going to be. I'm not sure what this would be. So Davis Sane, who just checks in away from the play, gets called for the personal foul. Everyone looks confused. The Summit Spartans players look confused. The the stands look confused. I I didn't see what happened, but uh, 
Yeah, that is going to be a personal foul against Sane. I, I didn't see what happened. I want to know what that was. And now up to the 41-yard line for the Admirals. 5.47 left until halftime. 29-zip. And you better block Keaton Wade off the right side of the line. He might be coming. He is coming. He is now. He's picked up. But you got pressure and a nice... So you had to pick up Keaton Wade, and Burbank had a straight line to Brown, the quarterback. Yeah, so if, if, if Franklin's going to compete a ball upfield, it's got to be across the middle because what Summit is doing is they're taking their cornerbacks, and right at the snap they're dropping them to, like, the safety position. So you almost have a three-across look, which leaves the middle wide open. But if you're running your receivers on vertical routes, they're all going to be covered. So, again, if, if Franklin's going to throw the ball upfield, it's got to be just behind those linebackers about six to seven yards deep because Summit's not going to give up the deep ball. Second and ten on the 41. We'll hand it up the middle. Davis Sane with the big hit. And we'll get the number of the running back. It will be Sparks for three yards. Yeah, and they're uh – the running game's been working all night, but, you know, the, the thing that stinks, you know, now if you're in Franklin's shoes, it's like like a lot of other teams, now you're in a position where you have to throw the football to make it a game because, I mean, at this point, we're not going to be into moral victories, right? Like, you know, who, who cares if we lose the game 47-7 to or if we lose the game 47-21? to A loss is a loss, right? So you still want to play to win, and to do that, you got to throw the ball but Summit's game plan now has completely changed to where they're taking away that deep pass. And pressure on third and five. Oh, and what a lick on the sideline. It's Keaton Wade floors Sparks out of bounds, and he's going to be short. He just got back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, even Melton was not happy with that hit right there. Uh, and the refs, uh, you, you could tell the Franklin sideline really wanted some kind of personal foul. Maybe they saw a helmet to helmet, but. Holy smokes. I didn't see anything, that though. That was just... Hit. No, that was a good hit. That was a freaking tattoo. So you know, now it's fourth down and seven. Uh, actually, a loss of one for the Admirals. So down 29 zip, 430 left until halftime. They're going to run it. And no, yes, broke away from the tackle. The blitzer, Finley Jamison, and... I don't know. The spot from the left official is short, but the right official says, let's go. So he gets the spot from the right side of official, and Sparks gets the first down. Yeah, Sparks, man, he's been putting in his work tonight. He's been running hard, and he's done a great job. And right there, he almost got tripped up, and he was somehow, someway able to inch that first down. So the uh, the Franklin drive is, is still alive to put some points on the board here before halftime. Four wide receivers for the Admirals, two on the left, two on the right. Brown, the quarterback. Three linemen, they're going to blitz Keaton off the right. Keaton, here he comes. Oh, he swings and miss. And here we go up the field, and the run is actually going to be a sack. A loss of one on the play, and I believe it's going to be credited to Turner. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's just... I mean, it's so intimidating for a quarterback to see big number seven coming at you. You know, Brown was able to to shift and avoid the tackle right there. So kudos to Brown on that one for for not getting tattooed. That's what Brown walks to the sidelines. He just throws his hands up in the air. He's like, yeah, like what I mean, am I going to do? He can't sit in the pocket because Keaton Wade's coming. And he can see him from the right side, and that's where Wade's going to line up. Second and 11 on the 50-yard line for the Admirals. Brown looks over. 
He can hear the students from Summit. We'll hand off. No, nothing doing. A tackle by Brady Hendricks on Sparks. Gain of one. So this is the adjustment for the defense I was talking about. Early on, they line Keaton Wade out wide to do coverage to prevent the pass. So what happens now is towards, you know, to he, he, they have him out there as kind of like, you know, run or pass option because that's why he's been able to make so many tackles on the run. But now when you know that the other team's going to pass, now Coleman's able to move him down to a, two, a true defensive end look because you can't block the kid, which is why it's so imperative not to get down by two and three scores to summit early on because it makes it, you know, this is going to sound silly saying, of course, but it makes it so much easier for the defense to come up with schemes. 39 on the 48, pressure and incomplete, and it's Finley Jamison at the ankles of Brown. He throws it in the ground, not sure about intentional grounding, and there it is. So that's going to be intentional grounding on Brown. He just can't do anything, and the pressure's coming up right in front of his face. Yeah. So it's going to be fourth down for the Admirals. Yeah, but you, I mean... Ugh, you gotta, you gotta figure they're gonna punt here because you're gonna be fourth and about twenty, maybe even more. So Jamison gets the pressure. That's a loss of down as well. There's no, you, I don't think if you're Melton, you can go for this. You're fourth and twenty something yards. But at the same time, it's, I mean, like let's just be honest. What's, what's the point of punting? You know, what I mean, it's just, it's such a tough position to be in. But he is gonna bring out the punt team. Put three guys on number seven. I just, when it's fourth and, yeah, the scoreboard, that's what I thought, 21. I just, yeah, I don't know. You don't even have time to get your receivers down 21 yards. Yeah. Unless, like you said, you throw a dig route across the middle, and Melton's going to have to call another timeout. Yeah, that's that's the right call. Let's take one as well. 2-12 left. We'll be back. Franklin punting to Summit. Summit leads 29-0. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 7 p.m. two nights a week, 931-388-8452. Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen, meat, and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand-cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. It's 4th and 21 for the Admirals on the 40. Almost two minutes left till halftime. Ash will kick it, and it's an end-over-end kick, and we'll go down. Here's an issue. Let me see where they're going to spot this, Matt, real quick before you take off. On the 26-yard line. Go ahead. I was going to say, here's an interesting stat. It's 29-0. Summit has scored four touchdowns. Wade arguably has two touchdowns. You know, on paper, you know, uh, Bird's got one. But let's just say Wade's got two touchdowns. Keaton Wade had a four touchdowns. 
has more touchdowns than his brother, Dustin Wade, and Keaton plays defense. Well, hang on. Here comes Wade. Wade deludes one, two, three, four. He's on the open field, 50, 45, 40, and down to the 35. So hold your breath. <laughs> so you, what were you saying? I was saying he probably went back. He goes, Coach, I can't have my brother have more touchdowns than me. Let me run the ball once. But it's, I mean, it is a, a you know, a funny stat that, you know, Keaton Wade has not played any offense, has two touchdowns. Destin Wade's been in offense the whole time. They have four touchdowns, but Destin Wade has zero. Keaton Wade's got two. Well, be careful. Be careful. From the 33, be careful. Oh, it's tipped across the middle. Nice play by number 44, uh, uh in... He was trying to get it to Pierce across the middle. Rocco Panea. If that's yep. not a football name, I don't know what yep. is. Rocco Panea. That is cool. That's a great football name. Panea. I mean, when that kid's born and dad names him Rocco, you just know he's going to be a defensive football player. They got him at middle linebacker, and he's got some speed because he was able to drop back there and break up that pass by Wade. The other uh, – I guess sport I would say would be boxing. Boxing, yeah. Here goes second and 10. Wade fires. Harvey's got it at the 15 and down inside the 10. Yeah, and that's uh, Harvey's first catch of the night. And we don't see – Austin Harvey is a big unsung hero for me on this offense because he is open more often than not. And a lot of times, you know, Wade, he doesn't get a lot of passes per game. And most of those passes go to, like, the Kings and the Pierces of the world. So it's good to see Austin Harvey get his when he can because, again, he's open a lot and he doesn't get a lot of recognition. One twelve left until halftime. Summit on the nine. Wade's going to pass it, and the whistle is blown. And we're going to wait the call, and they're going to say a legal procedure call on Summit with 106 left until halftime. Winning 29 to 0. So it moves it back to the 14 yard line. Summit's going to look to throw it. Yeah, they don't they don't want Wade uh, running the ball tonight. Which is good because you know what as as this is uh you know going back to the very first question you asked me tonight is you know how someone going to walk out of here undefeated, you know, we answered that question, but more so going into the playoffs, they really got to establish a pass game, a better pass game because again, they're going to meet better coaches, better players and I don't know if you could just run the entire time. I don't know if you can go 90-10 in this, in this region and, and win a state title running the ball 90% of the time. Jet sweep to Brady Pierce. Brady Pierce at the uh, 14 goes down to the 2. So 12 yards. So that will be uh, second down and 2 for Summit after the timeout. 36 seconds left. And if you do this, you score. What happens when you start the second half? It just runs. Mama's going to make dinner early again tonight, Epley. And we, um, and we'll be out of here before you know it. Uh, here, here's the thing. If we start the second half with a running clock, two consecutive weeks where after halftime you have a running clock. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what the Wade factor does to a football team. I've never seen anything like it. I've called games. 
in the state of Iowa. I've called games in the state of California, and I've in Seattle. I've never seen two players at high school level like this in my life. You compared last year to Jalen Hearns. Hurd, Hurd, Hurd. Yep. Sorry, to yep. Jalen Hurd. Yep. Now I'm going to ask you, since you've had two full seasons under Wade, who's the better high school player? Well, Destin Wade, Keaton Wade, oh, Jalen Hurd. That's that's tough. <laughs> Very tough. You called uh, them all. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, it, it would be. So you have the record. Jalen Hurd, after this play from the two yard line, is Wade will be in shotgun. Will hand to Dominic Hollis. Oh, Hollis needed two, two, and he got one. All right, when Coach Coleman wants another timeout with thirty two seconds. So it, I think it will be third and one. It will. Third and one to go. Yeah, he wants. But I, I will say that Jalen Hurd in 2012, when he bro- set the all-time single-season yardage record, I mean, it was way over 3,000. Wow. And he had 397 rushing yards in the state championship. I was there. I saw it firsthand. They couldn't tackle him. But right. here, here's here's one thing about these players you're talking about. Here's the common denominator. They're big and yeah. fast. Jalen Hurd was six foot three, two hundred and ten pounds, and could run a four four. And you got Wade. I mean, he's like Wade's, Wade's probably an inch taller. The court, quarterback Destin Wade, about the same size. Yeah. Wade's more elusive. Hurd's more of a flatline runner. It's just—it's crazy how fast these guys are being that big, you know. I would want to know if Keaton Wade could outrun Destin Wade. I'm gonna say I'm gonna find out after the game. Oh, he is. We're gonna Matt on duty. Brandon King will get the jet sweep, and no one going to touch him, and he walked in the end zone for a touchdown. Um, do you think if the Wades get benched the second half, which they probably should and probably will, one series? Yeah, I think you do just to keep them coming out of halftime. I would think so. Will this be the first game in, in Destin Wade's career that he didn't have a touchdown? That's a trivia question. How do we bring up our Aflac board to Google that? I think, right I think oh, no good. Oh, but they do get the two-point conversion, so it's still at 35. Yeah. Interesting. I'm interested to find that out. Maybe we'll, I'll call up uh, Justin Lamb at halftime and find that so out. My if, guess is no, I think, as a freshman when he started. Because you got Destin Wade has started for four years. Right. Been a phenomenal player. Well, he he came in halfway during his freshman year, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so... Interesting. I, I, maybe not. I, I don't know I, all those games, but I would say. I'd be I would, I would take out. this. I would take. A, if you're just tuning in, 101.7, Mike Epley, Matt Rogers. We have 27 seconds left until halftime. 35 zip. Be a running clock in the second half. The summit leads uh, Franklin. I will take this, though. Keaton Wade having two touchdowns, or Keaton having more touchdowns than Destin, I'll take that. <laughs> that's a bet. That's, a, I, that's I, first I, for sure. I, I think that would be, yeah. Well, actually, Keaton only has one touchdown. Yeah, and you're he, right, technically. He, he handed it. He handed the ball on the, about the three or four-yard line. 
I used the word convoy so he could take it as pick, but he gave it to Aiden Bird. So a little squib kick up, fielded by Franklin. Well, we could we'll definitely say thirty-three. We could definitely say this will be the first time Aiden Bird has had more touchdowns than Destin Wade in a game, right? <laughs> we could definitely say that. Arrington kicked that, and I'm assuming Coach Melton would say, "Let's get this to the half," because you just don't want to set your coup. Well, maybe not. Okay, so thirty-four. So you got twenty-one seconds with no timeouts. You just don't want to get your quarterback wamboozled back here. And with six linemen, well, five actually, Hollis is up on the line as well to hold the block. Hollis did a phenomenal job of turning the uh, ball carrier back in from the tight end. It's going to be a run by Sparks, and the the clock is running seven seconds. And that's going to do it. So we're at halftime. In a region game between the number one seeded Summit Spartans and in last place Franklin, just a tough matchup for them. Currently the score is 35 to zero. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back with the halftime here on 101.7. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated. We specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems. And we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small. But when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing. Your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quickmark convenience store nearby. 
Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep. Quick Mart Convenience Stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quick Mart Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional great. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Oh, we love the road. Welcome back in. We're at halftime, 101.7. We appreciate it. Also, FrontPorchRadioTN.com. Halftime. 35 zip. All Summit. <laughs> I can do a little Matt Rogers for you There guys. you go. That's about as extent I can do my voice, but trying something new. But I love me, it. Let me give you a little bit of a uh, run through on the scoring. Franklin, five possessions, no touchdowns. Uh, for Summit, basically starting off with Wade, first possession, Wade hits Pierce for 24 yards, touchdown. Six plays, 77 yards. Next time Summit gets the ball. Seven plays, 67 yards for the touchdown. As Hollis gets the two-yard touchdown run. Oh, but wait a minute. If if the offense could score, why not the defense? So Keaton Wade comes off the left post and says hallelujah and blocks the kick and literally picks it up, and it's called a scoop and score. That's what he did. The next play, Keaton, or next possession – Hand it off to Orton. Orton breaks to the right side, and Keaton Wade just meets him mano a mano and says, kind of like taking candy from a baby, and just trick-or-treat on Orton, and then took it all the way almost to the house, and he said, Aiden, thanks for following me, and here you go. So that's a touchdown, and then last but not least, Brandon King, about 20 seconds left for halftime, 35-0. We'll start with the running clock. Matt Rogers. Yeah, that, four, that fourth touchdown wasn't – wasn't necessarily trick-or-treat it was more of when you're walking down the street and you know you're the third grader and you got your big old pillow case filled with snickers and reese's and and then the uh eighth grade bully comes along and says give me your bag snatching and then they take the bag and you know you go home crying that's exactly what happened and uh Keaton Wade was the bully on that one. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can remember, you know, Brian Bosworth, Lawrence Taylor back in the day that they would rip the ball out of guys' hands. But normally the ball would fumble up in the air and someone else would get it and run it back. Keaton Wade literally 
said, give me the ball, and ripped it out of his hands and then ran it back 70-something yards. That was just awesome, and that's so fun to, to watch him do that. And I got some – I got stats for you, but they're, they're fun stats. You know, it's kind of like delivering a joke, right? It's all in the delivery. Stats are stats, but I'm going to deliver these stats in a way that's really going to make you go, hmm. The first stat is Summit has more points than they have ran plays. That's interesting, right? So they've ran 19 plays, and they have 35 points. You don't see that too often. Um, The other thing is Keaton Wade and Aiden Bird have more touchdowns than Destin Wade. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting stat. Another interesting stat is Destin Wade has rushed the ball two times. He's the leading rusher on the team. He's got 60. He's got 67 yards. Uh, Yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, 67 yards. And he didn't mean to run. They were broken pass plays. They weren't his normal designed run plays. So he's got two rushes for 67 yards. Brady Pierce has four rushes for 57 yards. Dominic Hollis, six rushes for 21 yards and a touch. And then Brandon King had that last one-yard uh, touchdown run. The For the Franklin uh, Admirals, Bryce Sparks has really had a good first half. Kudos yes. to that kid. Yes. He's averaging 5.9 yards per rush. He's got 14 attempts for 82 yards. He really has done a great job. Yes. Early on, they shot themselves in the foot. Probably should have gone on it on a fourth down and didn't. That's when Destin w- or Keaton Wade gets the block punt. And then, of course, they have the drop pass on that first drive that could have led to a first down, potentially some points. So, you know, Franklin hasn't done themselves any favors. You could tell they the coaches put together a good game plan. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't have the soldiers to carry out the war plan, the war plan is almost ineffective, if you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't say the soldiers. I'd say if you didn't have Secretariat. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what you're dealing with, right? I mean, you're the other horses. You're there to do something, but Secretariat, the horse looked the part and ran the part. Yeah. And that's the, you get the wades. And, and to me, the amazing point of the wades are not just what we – they're so consistent with their play. Right. They really are. They don't let you down. Like, it's like – they don't have bad games. Right. I mean, right now it's 55 degrees, little mist mist in the air. Uh, sometimes rain picks up just a little bit. Just, but it seems like Des has got full control of what he's doing. I mean, I get it. He's played for a long time. So has Keaton Wade. But, and, I, and I'll go back to this too. I always bring this up. We talk about tacklers of the uh, Finley Jamisons and the Hendricks and Turner, along with Keaton Wade, the linebackers. But the offensive line, when you have, this is what I tell people all the time, you have Wade, but you have three guys who have started for three years in high school football. That's a long time on your resume when you make the playoffs and go to the state championship every year. So Matt Mullen, uh, Garber, Tyler Garber, and Cooper Cook, and then you put in Mason Richardson with a year and a half under his belt, and probably the... The most gritty out of there was Jack Bauer, and he's the one-year starter. Yep. He's the fill-in from last year. Yeah, and, the, and these are the things that you and I were talking about last year, the, the future of Summit Spartans. And the other thing they're able to do really good is you got guys like Dominic Hollis, the sophomore, getting in there. You have the Aiden Birds of the world and the Brady Pierces, these juniors that are up and coming. I mean, you know, 
next year for Summit, it's going to be a huge loss losing the Wade brothers. But at the same time, I mean, it ain't like they're not going to win football games. I mean, they've, they've established and they've built a nice base, and they got some good kids coming up in the future where they're going to continue to win some football games. And, you know, in terms of this year, they're so dominant. You do have those leaders. Your whole offensive line are seniors. It's a... Uh, it's a beautiful thing to be a Summit Spartan in 2021. I asked Coach Coleman, what's the strength of your team? He gave me two words. Offensive line. At the beginning of the season. Yeah. He knew Wade would be there. Right. And, oh, Wade's, but the guys up front, I, I just, and, and, and two, they're not only starters, they're big kids. Everybody clears 200 pounds. Jackson's right now listed as smallest, a little bit over 200 pounds. Mullins, 270. Richardson's 260. Those are big kids in high school. Yeah, they are. I mean, like, I remember when I played high school, I was a, I was a big kid, but I was just kind of like a body. I told you I was real soft. These kids aren't soft, man. I mean, they, they are nitty-gritty. They come to bash you. They're... They're older for for their age, you know. They're 16, 17, maybe a couple 18-year-olds. But, I mean, these kids play like they're in their 20s. And like you said, your secretariat example, I mean, they they show up and they play the part. I mean, it's like a perfect storm for the Summit Spartans. You have the Wade brothers, and then you have that offensive line that can really, really get it done, which I think is, you know, a big reason why Destin's been able to stay so healthy throughout his career is because of that offensive line. So as we move uh, towards next week, we'll be talking about this a little bit, too, as the game goes on. If it is a running clock, it should go by fairly quickly. But it, right now, it, it looks to be Houston Mustangs coming to Summit. That's what so far it looks like, Houston, as we get the scores coming in. So this region will pair up with the Houston region in Germantown, and that would be, um, as I, give me one second, I'm looking at this. Go ahead. I was going to tell you, know, the truth is, and you never want to count your chickens before they hatch, and you know you don't want to beat your chest before you actually play in the game, but here's the facts. The facts is, for those first three rounds, we probably won't see as good of a team as we saw in Beach, Ravenwood, Blackman, we probably, we probably won't, right? Maybe one. Call, Collierville is very good, and they lead by head, head over heels here in the region standings. Then it goes to Germantown, which is a pretty good team. Then it kind of gets a little helter-skelter. And the Whitehaven right now is third. Houston and Bartlett are tied for fourth. White Station plays Houston. White Station can win. They would go in. Maybe over Bartlett. I don't know how that last seed would work, but most most likely it would be Collierville, Germantown, Whitehaven. We're going to say Houston right now. Just so those are the teams. Everybody's familiar with Whitehaven. Whitehaven's the team that usually comes out uh, of the Memphis area. Made the uh, championships some years. But well, I'm, I was just saying. Let me ask you this. I mean. Are, are any of those teams as good as Ravenwood, which we put 49 on? Are any of them as good as Blackman, where we put 55 on? Are any of them as good as as Beach, you know, 39-7, that score? I, I just, I don't know. I mean. I'd say Collierville would, would be ready. Um, it's tough to gauge when you don't see yeah. another team play one of the teams, right? So they're all big. 
I mean, it could come out where they're the jug- they're juggernauts. But right now, as you're right, they, it looks to be Summit's region would be superior to Memphis. But we'll see. Would we see Oakland in the semis or not until the final? The final. We'd see him in the final, okay. So Summit now is placed, if this is the Tennessee map, and I'll explain this on the radio, the middle Tennessee, really middle of middle Tennessee, and basically kind of where Summit is, and that moves out west. So Rutherford County, where Oakland would be, would go east. Got it. And, And really the north of the city. So the middle, middle Tennessee will go west, but north and south and middle Tennessee would go out east. And so you would see the matchup of Mar- every year. It's Mar- mostly Maryville and um, Oakland. Oakland in the semis. Maryville's playing uh, Bradley Central tonight. I've mentioned Bradley before, and you're like, who's Bradley? I just I got a good friend that's the head coach over there. And they were 8-0. They lost their first game last week, unfortunately. And they're playing Maryville tonight, which is like their big rival. So between you and I, I'm hoping that Bradley. Bradley can, Central, okay. Bradley Central. The Bears. I got you. Can yeah, pull no, that I'm, one out. I just didn't know about Bradley. So. Yeah. Well, Bradley Central. I, I hope they can pull it out. Yeah, for sure. We'll take our final commercial break. We'll come back. It's the second half. If you missed it, you missed a lot. Two defensive touchdowns and three offensive touchdowns. The Summit leads 35-0. to So when we start this, it'll be a running clock on 101.7. We'll be back shortly. One-stop shopping. That's why so many people shop Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of Columbia. As the number one volume CDJR dealer in Tennessee, we offer the largest selection of new Ram, Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler vehicles. And when you have the largest selection of new, you have the largest selection of used, too. Combine that with state-of-the-art fast, accurate service, and you've got Tennessee's number one volume dealer. Shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net. Middle Tennessee's Ram Truck and Jeep Headquarters. You can count on us. Based on combined retail and fleet sales, is awarded by Chrysler in the state of Tennessee in 2019. At Murray Regional Medical Center, we know being at home is always your first choice. Our home services team helps you as you recover at home by providing individualized care, progress monitoring, and reporting to your doctors. Whether you need nursing care, rehabilitation services, home health aides, or disease management, Murray Regional's Home Services offers the care you need. Services are available in Murray, Marshall, Lawrence, Williamson, Lewis, Giles, Wayne, and Hickman counties. For more information, visit murrayregional.com or call 931-490-4600. At CSH, we know the sport of football builds discipline, character, and work ethic. Three common characteristics of winners. It's a sport where we drowns out me. Leadership is nurtured, and that's why CSH supports all Murray County football teams and want to say a special thanks and good luck to every player, coach, volunteer, and parent of this year's teams from youth programs, middle schools, and high schools. We know football builds men that make a difference. Let's go. Hey folks, it's Chandler Anderson from the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Clinic. Folks, we are open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We provide pediatric care, primary care, and even urgent care if you need to get in during those hours. Our provider there is Kelly Kelly. She does DOT exams as well as well woman exams, and she does our pediatric well child physicals. So, folks, if you're looking for the right care and a provider that's not going anywhere, come see us at the Right Care Primary Care and Pediatric Office. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Roofing isn't something you think about until you need it. When you do, let Roof Systems, Inc. be your first call. Roof Systems, Inc. is locally owned and has been providing excellent service since 1983. From repairing roofs on small homes or installing new roofs for large commercial retailers, no job is too big or too small. Why choose Roof Systems, Inc.? Well, in our customers' words, best experience I've had with construction-related business. Honest, professional, friendly, and affordable. Call today, 931-398-5977. That's 931-398-5977. Built upon a solid foundation of cast iron and steel, the Kubota L-Series tractor is the number one selling compact tractor in the U.S. for over 10 years. Powerful Kubota diesel engine, ease of operation, and your choice of a Kubota gear or HST transmission. The durable Kubota L-Series. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Call or come by Columbia Kubota or Franklin Kubota or visit them online at ColumbiaKubota.com or FranklinKubota.com. Summit Spartans Football on WKOM is brought to you in part by Parks Motor Sales, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, Roof Systems, Inc., Right Care, Columbia Franklin Kubota, Tin Pin Alley, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Beck Dental Care, Ned Rich and CSH Inc., Brown's Body Shop, Murray Regional Medical Center, Quick Mart, Davis Heating and Cooling, and by Sands Fence Company. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in, 101.7 Front Porch, RadioTN.com. Don't miss us. You can hear it online or on the radio dial. 35-0, we're at the final stretch. And down here we come to get to the playoffs starting next Friday night. It will be at Summit. 35-0 is the score. It will be a running clock when we start the second half. So, Matt, uh, I guess moving it forward, I want to ask you, maybe any adjustments but if you're coach coleman what how do you want to come out of this game i know the obvious answer may, it may be injuries injury free what what do you what, what are you looking for here in the second half yeah I'm, I'm number one is injury free i mean the game's over right so we're gonna have a running clock so injury free but more so i'm firing my younger guys to step up and win the game. The, the game for the younger guys is this second half. So I don't want to walk out of here with a 35-0 victory. I want to walk out of here with a 42 or 49-0 victory or a 42-49-7 uh, victory. I want my younger guys to beat 
this team. And that's what I'm preaching. You know, I'm not so much getting in Destin Wade or Keaton Wade's face or any of my senior offensive linemen. I'm getting in my JV guy's face. I'm getting my younger guy's face. I'm saying, hey, we got a game to win. And then I'm getting on my coaches and I'm saying, hey, I want you to coach just as hard in the second half that we did in the first half. And let's win this game. I'm creating as a coach a new game in the second half for my younger guys to get them ready. And that's just the blessing of being a Summit Spartan in 2021 to be one of these young guys is to get this opportunity, you know, to play in this stadium and, and to play against a team like Franklin that has a very rich history of football for my young guys to get in here and make something happen. You know, let's win a football game. Yeah. There's been some football players come out of here, some artists, musicians mm-hmm. out of this school as well. And we mentioned, if you just missed the start of the broadcast, one of the best players in the state of Tennessee is on, on the roster for Franklin. Right. I mean, like we said, the you know, rich history and, you know, a, a a promising future, and that's why they brought in Melton, you know, talking with some of the uh, old vets that have been to this school for a while that you know melton's here to change the culture of franklin you know they've had a couple down years for a while and melton was brought in here to switch some things up and that's what he's doing you know he's he's not uh i want to choose my words carefully not not pandering to the to the politics of hey my kid needs to play because I say so as dad. It's like, nope, your kid's going to earn his freaking spot like everybody else, and the best kids are going to play because I say so as the head coach. And that's why they brought him in. And, you know, unfortunately, that's a culture that we don't like to hear anymore. You know, if, you know, I, I even hear, oh, go ahead, you have to say something? Well, I was just going to tell you this. I have never been to a game where the team is one and eight. And I would bet a thousand students are up in, in the student section. It's unbelievable. It's 35 beautiful. Thirty-five to nothing. You're it's a beautiful thing. And Franklin's got the student section packed to the gore. And that's the beauty of football in the South. You know, myself being a West Coast guy coming from the West Coast, we didn't have this. You know, you had to go to the private Catholic school football games to get this environment. And to be honest, it still doesn't even match this. I mean, this is a public high school 1-9 football team, about to be 1-9. And... and there's the stadium's packed and the kids are in it and they're having fun and I mean that's the beauty of football in the south. It's not senior night. It's 50 degrees and raining. <laughs> We're in one, tank tops. <laughs> one, in, one in eight people shirtless watching football. Yeah, I love it. What else is there, Epley? Football and Jesus. Well, I could tell you this: Franklin wants to win. If you pump that many people out for a one in eight team, imagine what it would be is if you were eight and one. Oof. This place would be on fire because there was a point in time where Franklin was the it in Middle Tennessee. And you don't think these old school people want that back? They do. I think Franklin is the oldest high school in Williamson County. I believe that's correct. Um, But the pendulum, like you said, swings. It's not all going to be Summit. I mean, you you know, you won't have Destin Wade every four years, right? Yeah, the play. I mean, players like that come around once in a lifetime. So the kick goes to the thirty-two from Arrington, and that's where Franklin will start with the football, and we'll have a running clock here for the Admirals, and looking to see what Coleman wants to do defensively. 
most of the defensive guys are still out there. And a nice pass play up to the 48-yard line, a tackle by Aiden Bird. Yeah, and it was interesting to see him come out and, and get that ball upfield. You know, you know they're going to attempt to do that. And the interesting thing, you know, about their quarterback, Cooper Brown, I mean, he's naturally a running back. You know, their, their starting quarterback that transferred from Beach, he went down the first game. So Brown's been rolling with it at quarterback the entire year. And he wants to run first. He's not comfortable throwing the ball upfield, and it's not his strong suit. So to be able to do that and come out in the first half, it's, you know, we take our little victories, right? That's right. 16 yards, pressure, gets away from Hendricks, got a flag on the play, and now comes up and makes the stop with Finley. Well, Finley Jamison applied the pressure, and the ball was thrown out of bounds. But we have a flag on the play on first down. Got holding on the Admirals. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So they're going to hit the reverse button. They're bringing that back, and I'm, I'm quiet because I'm Googling what are the oldest public high schools in Middle Tennessee. I'm trying to find out if Franklin's up there. I just said Williamson County. I'm not sure. Oh, I'll go Williamson County. I think it is the oldest school in Williamson County. If not, I'd like to know. I'll have that set for you shortly. After the holding penalty... And going to run it up the middle. Going back to the counter. Oh, and a big lick. Wow, put the shoulder pads down with Jacob Turner on the running back. I believe it's Sparks. Sparks got about six yards. There you go. We got our Google answer. What is the oldest public high school in Williamson County, Tennessee? It's Franklin High School, established in 1910 by Mike Epley's great-great-great-grandfather, Sergeant Epley. Lieutenant Colonel, Colonel Governor Epley. Just kidding. But it was established in 1910. Okay. Franklin Rebels, now the Franklin Admirals. But As even though the field, the field hasn't changed yet, it still says Rebels everywhere. No, and I talked to the guys here, and it's $80,000 change. Who's going to pay that bill, Epley? Uh, after an incomplete pass on second down and 21 from the 37. It's third and 21 from the 37. Third and 21, and, you know, they try to continue to move the ball upfield. And, you know, unfortunately for Franklin, it's just going to be one of those games. I mean, you and I have seen this, you know, firsthand pretty much the entire year. We've seen a couple tight ones early. You know, Brentwood was probably the tightest game throughout the entire season that lasted the whole game. But this is something that you and I are used to. How? Here's a trivia question for you. How many... Running clocks has Summit had so far in the 2021 season? Uh, a lot. We'll go back to this. Hang on. Third 21 from the 37. Pressure on Brown. He's going to throw one across the middle in triple coverage, and it's incomplete. And now uh, that pass would go to McCloskey or try to, and now it's going to be fourth down. Remember, it's a running clock. So, Matt, we're going to have to take the timeout uh, at, the, at the point because we're at the 750 mark in the third quarter. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna set the over under at three. Here is your garbage man trivia question of the game. Three over under. How many running clocks has Summit had in the 2021 season? We are on game. Well, it's game ten on paper, but we've only played nine games because of the 
COVID forfeit. The kick to Ash, back to Pierce. Fair caught at the 30. We'll take a commercial break. We'll be back. 35-0-7-24 left in the third. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Oasis Liquors offers the best selection of wine and spirits in southern Middle Tennessee. Owner Terry Boatwright believes in integrity and responsibility. He welcomes all customers who are 21 years of age or older and have valid ID. He urges everyone to drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Please use a designated driver. Oasis Liquors is open seven days a week, Monday through Thursday, 8 to 9, Friday and Saturday open later, and Sunday, 11 to 7. Visit Oasis Liquors at 404 West James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Oh, and don't forget to ask Terry about the wine pairings for your next meal. Starting out at the 25-yard line, Austin Gruders will get the carry, and he'll go for seven yards. And we got a new quarterback in for the Summit Spartans, and it's Austin Harvey. It is official. Destin Wade will not score a touchdown this game. He threw for one, but he did not run for one. I'll oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say 35 zeros to score. I asked Justin Lamb for that stat. When's the last time Destin Wade did not have a touchdown in a game? And I'm waiting to hear back from him. I'm also getting our Garbage Man trivia question of the game. How many games has Summit been in this year that has had a running clock? They've played nine games, counting this one, which is a running clock, as you know. The over-under is three. So are you picking over or under, Epley? Running clock? Yeah. It's, it's over, I, I would think. This is one. Last week was one. Blackman may have been one. Do you so, want the official stat? Are you just kind of stalling out, or what, what are we doing here? I mean, that's the, fine. The answer? It's the anticipation. I like it. I mean, just take. The answer, counting this game out of nine games. How many <laughs> running clocks has Summit had this year? One, two. Hey, hang on, just hold it. The Gruders will run, get, counter to the right. He needed three yards on the second and three. He squeezes his way to the 39-yard line, so first down for Gruders. The answer is four. It was over three. The answer is four. <laughs> and the teams are, and I'm going to work backwards, this week Franklin, last week Shelbyville Central. And then you got to go back to Centennial on September 17th. And then the very first game, which you and I did not see coming, Henry County had a running clock, which was interesting because that was such a tight game last year when we went to Henry County, ate some catfish, ate like kings in the uh, booth. That was a fun game to call with you last year. But uh, four, four running clocks this year. First and ten. Incomplete pass from Austin Harvey trying the left side to Graham Snyder out on the left. And this is what, you know, exactly what I said. When you asked me, if I'm the summit coaches, what do you say to your players? It's this right here. And he's leaving a good chunk of the starting offensive line in there. Maybe all of them. All of them. You still got your starting tight end, Tanner Shake. And this is good. I like this call. And it gives 
it gives Harvey the ability to really develop as a quarterback if he's going to be the future of Summit Spartans. Because in all honesty, we haven't been able to see a lot of progress and a lot of points scored by the backup team at Summit. And, uh, you know, JV and freshman-wise... You know they're not they're not dominating like the varsity is. Gruder's went for one yard. It's third down and nine on the forty. Harvey's going to be in the shotgun. Summit leading thirty-five to zero. We're at the five ten mark, and Harvey's going to think about running it and complete like to it. Luke McNeely. Drukes one and gets up to the secondary across midfield to the 43. I like that play call a lot. Harvey ran the read zone pass option. So basically he fakes that read zone as if he's going to quarterback keep it and start shuffling to the right. And what that does is that draws those linebackers in to tackle him and bring him down for the run. But then he pulls back, hits a wide open receiver for a first down. Well done, Austin Harvey. So Austin Harvey moving the ball across midfield to the 43 of Franklin. Off the right hash, they'll send Sam Salone's going to get the carry as he books the jet sweep for about seven yards. I love my boy Sam Sloan, the sophomore. He was just a standout when he was in eighth grade. And then, of course, he comes to Summit. He's probably the best guy, one of the best guys on the freshman team. And his numbers called this year as a sophomore comes from a great football family, a long lineage of Auburn Tiger fans. Uh, I know his dad, John Sr., really, really well. Of course, John Jr. is uh, is a defensive lineman, so it's good to see Sam. He's a great, great kid. Hands off to Gruders. Gruders will go right. He's barreled over at the 31, but that's enough for a first down. You needed four. He got six. I'm going to highlight Sam Sloan again right there. He had an awesome down block. It's kind of like a reach block. They, they're they letting him play the same position as they have Brandon King. So he's kind of backing up Brandon King as that H-back type position, which is, you know, you might have him block like Gronkowski, or you might have him go in motion like Wes Welker and catch a couple passes. That time he down blocked, sealed that edge, and was able to create that run. Well done, Sam Sloan. Believe it or not, we're at the 310 mark in the third quarter. And Harvey's going to be pressured. He's going to try to run it. He will run it. He's going to go by one, two, corkscrews through the other one, and down close to the first down, give him nine. Yeah, well done there on Austin Harvey reading that. There was nobody open downfield, so he had to keep it, break a couple tackles, and make, uh, as they say, chicken soup out of chicken poop. And he was ready to you know, get a nice little nine-yard gain there when he could have been sacked. So nice job right there, Austin Harvey. And this is good. This is what we, you know, we wanted to yeah. see. We want to see this these is- JV guys win the game, win the second half, drive the football, score points. Like, let's not just take a knee the entire second half. Let's win. Snyder, McNeely, and Salone and Gruders are the backs should I say the skill position? Five-yard run for Gruders. First down inside the red zone to the 18. And this is going to show a lot for this uh, young Summit offense that's out there right now. This is tough to score when you get uh, when you get inside the 30. Defense tightens up. They still got their starters out there. I mean, this is the last game for Franklin, so they're going to you know go down with their best players. I mean, you know, for these seniors, you feel for them because this is their last high school football game, and they only got a little bit over a quarter to play. Harvey's going to throw it. He's pressured. Gets no, he doesn't. I thought he's going to get away from the tackler. Schroeder makes the sack. 
Yeah, big Ryland Schroeder right there on the tackle comes from the backside, and that's a perfect example. I mean, he's a senior. You know, he's got just over 12 minutes of his high school football career left on his home field, so they're going to be playing to their top best of their abilities. So back to what I was saying, it's going to be tough for Summit to score here because they're going against the best of the best that Franklin has to offer. Second and 10 with a little Michael Jackson playing from the student (laughs) section. Sloan's in motion. Give it to him. Jet sweep. Here he comes. He puts his head down. He tries to bulldoze his way. He gets three yards. And just to let you know how serious Franklin is about sending their seniors out in style, uh, you heard us talk about Fisher Anderson, the starting offensive tackle that's going to Stanford. Well, they're letting him play defense now. He's in there at nose tackle. So they want to send their seniors out with a bang, let them play. And uh, this is not going to be an easy touchdown. In fact, uh, the advantage is probably in Franklin's favor to stop them opposed to Summit scoring right here. So if Summit can score, this is a, a big victory for this young offense that's out there right now. 40 seconds left in the third quarter. Third and seventh from the 15. Harvey, he'll send a player in motion, and it's McNeely. McNeely trying to get the corner upended at the 12. He's going to be short. He needed the eight. Yeah, I wish Coleman would uh, let Harvey pass a little bit more. Now he's going to bring out the field goal unit. You know, I don't know. Well, he's going to have time to think about it because I don't think he'll snap it. Ten seconds left. Yeah, to each his own. I just, I, I'm not opposed to sending my young guys out there and pretending like it's zero zero and putting them in a, you know, in a real type of football game. And I don't know. You know, maybe that's what Coleman's doing right now, taking this field goal. We're at the end of three. It is thirty-five to zero. We'll come back and give you the fourth quarter. Summit leads over Franklin. Columbia Foodland is a locally owned and operated family grocery store with a full line of dry, dairy, frozen meat and produce items. We focus on keeping the freshest hand cut meat and produce items daily with the most competitive prices in town. We offer weekly ad specials as well as in-store weekly specials throughout the store. Located at 427 West 7th Street in Columbia in the former Harris Foodland location. Columbia Foodland. We are here and ready to serve the wonderful people of Columbia and the surrounding areas. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones & Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones & Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones & Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back. Start of the fourth quarter. A 12-play drive that it could end with a 30-yard field goal if Crane can make it. Oh, it hits the post and ricochets backwards. No good. That's unfortunate. So the score remains 35 zip. Start of the fourth quarter. But you got to like it. I mean, 12 plays for the Spartans. 
And now you have a lot of backups in for the Summit Spartans as the ball will be placed at the 20. There we go. The running clock continues. And starters out still for Brown. And Sparks is going to run it. Sparks will get four yards up to the 24. So quiet night, Epley. It is. We've been playing trivia on a couple of matters. I got a trivia question for you. <laughs> what are the two loudest game in Tennessee Titans fan history? Answer. Monday night against the Buffalo Bills. Uh-oh. And Sparks will break one away from the backup defense. And he's going to go for the touchdown. And that's going to stop the running clock. And so now a 75-yard touchdown for Sparks. Yeah, and good for Sparks. I mean, look at man. That kid has been running his butt off all night. We we yelled uh, we yelled his stats. He was the leading rusher for both sides of the ball in the first half. And with that 75-yard touchdown, that's going to bring his rushing total tonight to 167 yards and a touchdown. And, I mean, that's good, good bragging rights right there, uh, you know, to say that, you know, hey, I'm the, I'm the largest rusher against the 2021 Summit Spartans. That's a fact. Could be. Uh and the extra point is good. So we'll take another commercial break. We'll come back. 35-7. The Garbage Man's up next. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. AMC Roofing. Leaking roof? Missing shingles? AMC Roofing has you covered. Locally owned and operated, we specialize in residential roof repairs and roof maintenance. We are equipped to repair any type of residential roofing systems, and we also handle siding repairs. AMC Roofing can pinpoint leaks and have them fixed guaranteed. There is no job too small, but when you're ready, we also provide full roof replacements. Call or text today for a free estimate. AMC Roofing, your local roof repair specialist. Call Andrew Costa today, 931-626-0492. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. Welcome back in. 10-13 left in the game. To an undefeated season for the Summit Spartans. Coach Coleman's got to be pleased, but he's that's his first, I guess, tick off what he wants this season to look like. The next, you're going to have to win five. And Matt Rogers will welcome him back in. What happens when you win five in a row in the playoffs? You're a state title champion. Exactly, my friend. You get to call up the prom queen and say, darn right you're going to prom with me. I'm a state champion, sister. Two time. Two time. Utah, give me two. 
two-time state champion. So now we are uh, at the 46. Nice return back for Summit. And, yep, 10.09, and we're going to wait for Summit to start offensively. And we have Austin Harvey in the game. Austin Harvey at quarterback. Austin Gruder's at running back. And we're seeing some fresh white jerseys in there at offensive line. There's a lot of clean white jerseys out there right now. That's right. And Gruder's will break one to the right side, come back in left, and a nice run for 11 yards for Austin Gruder's. Yep, that's your uh, counterplay to the right-hand side. Gruder's right off of that right tackle. And it's good to see these backups getting some good push up uh, up front on the offensive line and making it happen tonight. So it looks like Franklin has a lot of their backups in as well. That's interesting to me. That's correct. So it's going to be kids to showcase their talent and also get to play. Uh, we talk about seniors. You wait a long time to get out there, and you're part of a team, and you're out there to play. So Gruder's kind of wants this counter play. Uh, Gruder's gets three tough yards for the Summit Spartans. Yeah, and I'm, I'm interested to see if, uh, if Coleman will allow – Harvey to throw the ball at all. We we did see it a little bit in that last in that last series, but Coleman's a very conservative guy. You know, just shy of taking a knee every play, he'll probably just, you know, run it out. 30 35 7, remember he wants to run it ninety percent at the time, if he could. And we got Jack Hill in. But, there you go. yes, Harvey will fake it, and he's going to roll out right. And he needed about seven yards, and he got six. It'll be third and one. Got a flag coming on the backside of that play. I don't know what that would be. That can go either way, but it was on the opposite side of the field of the run. So, who knows? It's the mystery. It's at the start of this. Why wasn't Destin Wade running? Now it's the holding call against Summit. Yeah, that was weird. And he called it against 71. I don't even see a 71 on the field. I don't know. But the interesting thing was, too, that was the side judge on Franklin's side. So that's not even the guy that's supposed to be watching the offensive line. So that was a interesting call. But nonetheless... Instead of a first down, you're looking at now second and 14. So Summit will welcome a team from West Tennessee to Williamson, uh, to the, was it Williamson County next week. When do we officially find that out? Tomorrow? You would know today. And a timeout. We just, we could stay here and we'll take a quick commercial break when the uh, game ends, but I can I tell you what bugs me? Well, there's 8.14 left of the game, right? Is that what bu bugs you? No, what bugs me is, you know, sorry for some people out there that might not agree with me. I don't like when your team's down by four touchdowns and you're a senior and this is your last football game and you're losing by four touchdowns and you're dancing on the sideline. That really bothers me as a player and a coach. And that just speaks to the uh, mentality of, 
maybe today's day and age and maybe why it's safer for a guy like me to be in the booth than on the field, Epley. Because I don't stand for stuff like that, bud. Yeah, that just would never, ever, 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 ever happen on my sideline, ever. Like, I'll get fired before I allow that to continue. That's just not, I mean, you're dancing? You're dancing? Yeah, yeah, they got a couple of, they got four, three or four players dancing on the sidelines down 28 points. That just speaks to today's day and age and just that, no, not with that at all. Well, they're right in front of the student section. Just Who give cares? Them a, give them a little bit of credit. That's just not for me, man. That is just not for me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a football guy. I'm not an old school football guy. I'm a football guy. That, that doesn't change for me. So, Well, what know, changed is Austin Gruder's hit the accelerator. It was second and 15 on the 47, and he rumbles for about 14 yards. So now he brings up a third and one. He gets the penalty yards back. Yeah. Third and one. Nice run for Gruders. Almost 14 yards. 740 left in the game. 35 to 7 to score. This will be an early one. I don't think we're going to set the record. One time we got out before nine. I don't think that's going to happen tonight. Harvey. Well, look to throw it left side, a tough throw as he's moving left, trying to hit McNeely in the flats, incomplete. I, I'm not sure why you make that call unless you're going for it on fourth and one. Maybe they should. I mean, they should go for it on fourth and one, right? I mean, you'd think they could get a yard. Spoiler alert, Epley. You might see me on the field next year instead of the booth. What do you think about that? <laughs> I could just see it now. <laughs> what? You don't think I last two games? I think you would rather want. I think you would rather be on the mic than. than... I I wouldn't. Here's here's oh, the deal. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll let you call this play and then I'll I'll tell you something. Okay, fourth and one. Gruders will get it. He needs a yard. What happened? What happened? As he ping pongs his way down to the twelve. First down. First down. Yeah, that was, I mean, that's a great run. They needed a yard, and they got about 20, and they're just sticking to what they do, and they're running that counter play. They're running that read zone right up the middle, and Harvey made the right read, gave it to Gruders, and Gruders, he didn't get touched until the secondary. Uh, back what I was saying, I mean, you know, broadcasting with you these last few years, it, it's been the, the funnest time I've had, and I've told you many times off camera that you're the best of the best that I've ever worked with at any level, college, pro level and even high school level, but uh, I've been itching to get back on the field, and uh, now it's just between my wife and I. She's telling me no, but my heart is screaming yes. <laughs> well, we'll we, hold, we hope Terry holds serve. <laughs> I'm not getting any text messages from her right now, which means she's either... Oh, wait, I just got it. There's the text message. What did she say? Nip. She said nope. Nope. She says nip. She knows. She knows. So it's more time than you think, too, for, for coaching. I know. I would just have to give a couple things up and go back to doing what I love. You know, I mean, when I stopped playing, when I got cut by the Bengals, my first job was a high school offensive line coach. I mean, I need the game. Well, Gruders goes for zero and then comes back and gets it down to the seven from the 12. So he got half of the distance needed. I need three things. I need Jesus, I need my wife, and I need football. 
You're a close third and a half, though, Epley. You're, you're, you're getting up there, but uh, I need some football in my life. And uh, Well, you have it right now. <laughs> it's, 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 it's tough not being on the field making an impact. It's tough announcing what happened instead of coaching and creating what happens. I'm a I'm a coach and creator of what happens. It's this is really fun for me, but it's sometimes I don't think it was my calling. Third and five, Gruders for the end zone. Wow, Got him. Number nine, give him a touchdown. Got him. And the offensive line just did a fantastic job there on the right-hand side, man. Those young bucks, they just did a great job. You got Thad Hill, who's a senior. I think we even got a little John Sloan in the mix right there. That was that was a great job by those guys up front, creating that hole for him to score that touchdown. Well done, Spartans. So pending Ryan Crane will move this back to a running clock. Can Ryan Crane capitalize on this? It is up and... Nailed it. It's a runner. (laughs) It's a runner. (laughs) 42-7. It stopped right now. They won't run it until it's kickoff. Yeah. So this is our last road trip no matter what for a couple of weeks. Yes, I'm going to be with you next week, and then unfortunately I have to miss the second round. I'm traveling to uh, Houston. I'm going to be with Barbara Bush's family in Houston, so that'll be exciting. You're going to be in oil, oil country. I'm going to be in oil country with some good old-fashioned oil people. And uh, we can all complain about why gas prices are so high and listen to everyone's opinion. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to miss you on the second week of playoffs, and then I'll be back for the third, fourth, and fifth round. Oh, okay. I do plan on driving to Cookville with you again this year. It's awesome time. Yes. It's one of the best drives you can have. So, assuming everything pans out for Summit, they're going into the playoffs 10-0. and If they win the first two games at 12-0, and are they guaranteed to have an away game in the third round, or will they guaranteed to have a home game, or we don't know? Home. Guaranteed home for three rounds. What about four? That's where it gets a little dicey. I think they would have to travel for that one. Because why? It's very confusing uh, to people. So basically, one year you go east, one year you go west. So if sometimes Summit has those home field advantages like that, and some they don't. I just don't want to confuse the audience, but that's the easiest way to say it. But if it had been the year next year, Summit would have had that home game. So you know me, I'm the... King of hypotheticals. Uh oh. The ball is fumbled on the kickoff, and I believe number 26, Jack Hill, got it. Let me see here. He did. Jack Hill. Jack Hill. Jack Hill, baby. The great thing about Jack Hill, the senior, is the first five games of the year we never called his name, and I feel like we've been talking about him a lot on the latter part of the season. He's gotten on the field more, and kudos to him. He's been able to make more plays to keep his, you know, his name in our mouth, which has been great. So. Well done, Jack Hill, the senior, making the most of his opportunities, which is great. And, you know, you, you know I've talked about this before and how Jack Hill, you know, being a senior, he hasn't got a lot of recognition, but he's stuck it out. He's showed up to every practice, never misses a practice, never misses a game. And he's kind of like a guy that's written his own opportunity, you know, being on a team that is just loaded with studs. And him, you know, probably could transfer to another school and, be a starter, but stays with Summit and grinds his way out. 
And we've always said kudos to Jack Hill uh, for, for doing that. Timeout by Coleman. Upset, very upset with a player. Uh, late coming on the field, then had to go back off the field and send in motion. And so I was going to say, hypothetical, who do you think we would travel to in the fourth round if everything shook out the way you would predict it? Because um, we would probably predict Summit versus Henderson, Oakland in the final. Hendersonville? Hendersonville? Maybe. All right. I'm not sure. Sh- that's a good question. That's not too far. It's like an hour and ten minutes, right? Oh, uh, we'll be in Middle Tennessee if we, that for that game. Nice. I just remember, man, when last year when you and I drove to Clarksville, that was deep. Going to that military uh, school last year? No, Henry County was deep. Henry County was deep, but I That's think I was an extra hour. I think I was so excited about that that it made the drive faster. Because, you know, I, I heard about the legendary catfish, and I heard that Hank Williams Jr. was going to fly his helicopter in at halftime and all that. So the drive went by fast because the anticipation was so great. First and 10 on, on the 42. And trying to get the ball carry. Okay, we have... So we'll see. Uh, you know we're not coaches, right? We'll. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. We don't. We, we have a player. I'm just going to be honest. I'm trying to figure it out. On our roster, we don't have that player. And I don't want to say the wrong name. We do have this player, though. After gaining three yards, here he comes. Hill. He goes downhill to about the 17. A nice run for Hill for 21. Hill continues to get his name shining in lights, and well done for the senior right there. He takes that fly sweep around the edge. They did a great job of solidifying the perimeter, and he was off to the races, and that's a great gain right there by Jack Hill. Let's bring it back. All right. No wonder they solidified the perimeter. Hepley, it was a holding call. Bring it back. You're starting to hear a lot of uh, disgruntled Franklin parents right now because they do not have the seniors in. Can't say that I disagree with the parents. If this your last one is this is that two that the student section is blaring music. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. But you know, whatever. It's what it is, right? Second down after well, that will negate Hill's run. Your notes are fascinating. Do you save these all throughout the years? To, through the years. No, just each. I don't go back. And, is Ben Thomas. Ben Thomas, who's second and seven. Thomas got a yard. Yeah, the counterplay to the right-hand side. Ben Thomas, that's the first time we've called his name this year. And him on the carry right there wasn't able to do much with it. And that's going to bring up, uh, what, third and about... A six. You know what I've been... Give me the flea flicker. (laughs) You know what I've been keeping? So you and I, this is our first year calling the Titans games together, which is a great privilege, and I've been having a blast with you. You are the best. But those those player sheets they give us, those real nice ones, I've been saving every one of those and putting the score on those. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I've been saving those. It's been fun. How cool would it be if you said, hey, you know what? We went to the Super. We got to the Super Bowl. 
Pass complete to McNeely. McNeely needed six. He got four, so it's going to be fourth and fourth and two. We are going to go to the Super Bowl, Epley. I called it at the beginning of the year. I said it was going to be Titans and Bucks. And uh, sooner or later, the longer we stay in Nissan Stadium, you and I will call a Super Bowl together one day. We will not call the Super Bowl. We will announce. No, we can't because it will be not at Nissan. Not so immediately, we, maybe someday. I love the optimism. <laughs> love it. No, but you, but we can announce or call the AFC Championship. You yes. Could. You, you're the announcer. You're the, you're, the, you're the rocket man. I'll start at the AFC Championship, but I want the prize. I want the Super Bowl. Well, but we need a new stadium. Well, it's really, it's got, they, they've given, I hate to use the word ultimatum, but uh, the Titans will renovate the stadium next 10 years. Right. So, with that being said, I, I'm not sure, but you would have to have the Super Bowl for the PA guy to announce that. We'll get it. But how cool would it be if the Titans were in the Super Bowl and you got the game? It would be. Another check off the bucket list, just like Summit's check off the bucket list with their first undefeated regular season. There you go. Kitten said it any better. 42-7 is the final score. We'll take our final commercial break. We'll get Matt's final thoughts. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is J.P. Plant with TriStar Sports Radio. As I travel around southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama covering local and regional sports, sometimes both me and my car need a bit of refueling. Fortunately, there's always a Quickmark convenience store nearby. Whether it's filling up with a cup of joe or grabbing a chicken tender sandwich with all the fixes. Yep, Quickmark convenience stores gets me and my car to the next event. Stop in on your next road trip. Quickmark Convenience Stores, proudly serving Shell Gasoline. The Summit Spartans play on WKOM. With Matt Rogers, here's Mike Epley. 10 and 0. Summit. Now we'll head to the big enchilada. To the big, to where the, uh, if you lose, you go home. But they know how this works. Last two years, Summit has been to the state championship. Can they three-peat to get to the state championship? That's the question. And will they meet Oakland or Maryville on the other side? Only Bradley time, Central. Only time will tell. <laughs> but first is first. Uh, we don't have the opponent right now. We're not going to have the opponent when we sign off. I will tell you this before we get to the game. Summit will play. Uh, we'll go live at 645, 650 with the pregame show. Uh, Matt will be here with me. We'll have we'll be home at Summit, and it'll be one of those teams. I'm not sure if my stats guy or anybody has that team, but whoever finished fourth in that region, probably going to be Houston, unless White Station picked them off tonight. I don't have scores. We don't do the postgame show. Uh, before Matt comes in, I will tell you the scoring summary 
Summit had three possessions. One ended with the time hitting zero. The first one ended in a missed field goal from 30 yards. Summit did score in the second possession uh, to drive the score up 42 points for them. Franklin scored on a big run from Sparks on their second possession, and that actually put it 35-7, to and then it went to 42-7. So that's where we end. We didn't see Dustin Wade for the second consecutive week after halftime. So Wade didn't come out, uh, didn't need to. His legs are rested. I can tell you this, and we'll start before you give the stats. It didn't look like anyone was got hurt tonight. That's the check that you said. Yeah. And, and and you got you got Smith, one guy on the injury report, one defensive lineman. Coleman's got to be pleased with that, and that's where he's going to head into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so far this has just been a dream season for Brian Coleman and the Summit Spartans. I mean, to have one key guy hurt after game 10, I mean, that's just an answer to, you know, prayer right there for a head coach. You know what I'm saying? So he, and tonight, could not have gone any better for Coleman. Destin Wade only had to run the ball two times and both of those were non-intentional. They were broken up pass plays that Destin just had to make something out of nothing and of course he always did. He had two rushes for 67 yards so for the first time in a long time, Destin Wade had more passing yards than rushing yards. He had two rushes for 67 yards, three passes for 82 yards and a touchdown. But again, the big stat in the first half, which is kind of like the fun stat in the second half, is Keaton Wade had more touchdowns than his brother Destin Wade, and Keaton Wade never played one play on offense. So that's fascinating in itself. But again, back to Coleman as the head coach of the Spartans. You couldn't have drawn it up any better. You know, Franklin is not the best football team that they're going to play this year. And, you know, Coleman probably said, I don't want Destin Wade to run the ball any more than he has to. And I want my guys healthy. And I don't care if it's 2-0 to zero or you know, 42 to 7. I want to come out with a victory and, and my all my guys healthy, and that's what he did. I mean, when you get to play your backups the entire second half where mostly a running clock, I mean, you didn't just win the game. You dominated and everyone came out healthy. And this has been a picture-perfect regular season for the Summit Spartans. Seasons like these as a coach, spectator, and a player really only come around once in a lifetime unless you are... You know, one of those elite schools, like, you know, you heard of De La Salle back in the day that won 200-something games in a row. I mean, that that's just an anomaly. But, you know, just to kind of put a cherry on what I'm saying is this has been a dream season for Summit, uh, for the football program, for the staff, the players, the parents. And I'm really happy for this school and everybody because this, what you're walking through right now, really only comes along once in a lifetime. We looked at the schedule when Coleman got it. I said, John Regent, Henry County, Blackman, (laughs) and here we are at 10-0 with with, with literally a dominating performance. You talked about the victories. The closest team this year is 14 points where Wade's really had to play one game in the fourth quarter. It's unbelievable. One game he had to really – I mean, he had to score to keep it – to keep extending the lead or – getting it back to where it was, right, 14 points. After that, it's been 
Wade's just sitting on the sideline. I remember you and I looking at each other at the beginning of the year when we looked at that schedule, and we both said, like, hey, this is not a laydown for Summit. You know, I mean, they're going into 6A, and, you know, if you would have told us at the beginning of the year, hey, they're going to blow out Blackman, they're going to blow out Henry County, they're going to blow out Ravenwood, we'd be like, what? No way. And they did. I mean, you know, one of those was even a running clock. I just, I couldn't. It's just, I was really, like, I knew they were going to have a good year, but after after that Blackman game, I was sold out and convinced, like, I don't think anyone's going to touch him this year. And, and I, you know, you, you, you know, you're hesitant about that, but. Well, be careful. I still, I don't until we get to that state championship game. And that's where you will see one of those two teams. <laughs> and it might be close. It should be close, right? I mean, we're talking about the best team in the states squaring off. It should be close, but until then, I mean, look at y'all made me a believer this year. I've never seen two players dominate the game like Destin Wade, and then when you mix in an unbelievable offensive lineman or offensive line, you mix in Brady Pierce, you mix in these guys that are just they're they're superstars, and they're all on the same team. It's it's fantastic. If I had the monkeys, I am a believer, and I am a believer. I would play it. I just don't know how to cue it up in the uh, system. I'm not that. I'm not that tech savvy. You only can cue up the garbage man. I can cue him up all night. I can keep this going all night. All right. Well, we're not going to keep going all night. I'm sure you guys have heard enough from us. But hey, it's good news. Summit goes into the playoffs undefeated, ten and zero. Final score: forty-two to seven. Here at Franklin, we'll be back home next week as the playoffs start. For Big Matt Rogers, I'm Mike Epley. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to 101.7.